Greetings and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to What Brings You In Today. My name is Bradley Wink and I am an aspiring mental health counselor here to promote mental health awareness, discuss mental health topics, and spread some positive energy. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for being here today. I hope there is something in this podcast for you to take away and graciously impact your day-to-day. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for tuning in again to this brand new episode, The Road to Sobriety. As always, before we get started, the views, information, or opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of the individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the host and guests can change at any time. This podcast may cover sensitive topics, and we ask you refrain from listening if you are likely to be offended or adversely impacted by any of these topics. Neither the company, the producer, the host, nor the guest shall at any time be liable for the content covered, causing offense, distress, or any other reaction. I am not a licensed mental health counselor, and this podcast should not be used to substitute for actual mental health support. Today, we're going to be talking about mental health and alcohol. Uh, Specifically, we're going to be looking at the road to sobriety, what causes alcoholism, and ways for individuals to stay on track and motivated when they're working to achieve a sober lifestyle. I'm joined here today by my very good friend and confidant, Christina Baker, who also happens to be the owner of Colab Studios here in Clearwater, Florida. Christina is an incredible human, wife, friend, businesswoman, and as of recent, someone who has adopted a sober lifestyle. So thank you so much for joining me, Christina. Oh my goodness, that was quite the introduction. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you, thank duly you. noted. I mean, as it should. Thank you so I mean, much. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about this the first time I met you, just to speak to your personality and who you are. Um, I have just moved to Dunedin from Tampa mm-hmm. and I had a whole new social circle of people that I was being introduced to. And I remember going over to your house and you were a gracious host and you <laughs> brought me in and you had that philosophy of our house is your house. You right. know, don't feel like you need to ask for anything. And right. I just think that speaks volumes. And mm. those kind of people are the best people. Absolutely. So thank I'm you. so, so happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. And what we're discussing today is really, it's a tough subject. I mean, alcohol and mental health, they go very hand in hand. There are a lot of connections between the two of them. So one of the first things to consider when it comes to drinking and mental health is the stigma that surrounds the topic. You know, we live in a society where drinking is not only accepted, but it's glorified. We drink when we're happy. We drink when we're sad. We drink to celebrate milestones and accomplishments. We drink for holidays. (laughs) We drink for celebrations, and a lot of us drink simply because we're bored. Right. You know, there's always a reason to drink, essentially, is what it gets to. And we tend to intertwine drinking with every new activity as well. Exactly. There's always something. And I don't know if it's just a Florida thing, but I feel like everywhere you go, there's always a reason to kind of center alcohol around whatever you're doing. And, you know, I feel like if you told someone you know, you were going to quit nicotine, people would be like, oh, good for you. You know, you've got this. You're so strong. And you say, you know, I'm going to quit alcohol. And people are like, well, why? (laughs) They're like, (laughs) Like, why? Or they're like, you mean just for a little bit? Or like giving it up, you know, I gave it up for Lent one time. That's exactly it. Or are you going to do gummies? Or like, what are you going to do? Like, what's your alternative? There has to be something to make up that void. Yes, correct. And that's exactly what I like to get into when we talk about alcohol, especially in the psych field. You know, there's a complex reinforcing nature within our individual motivation styles where we condition ourselves with alcohol as the catalyst to our solution. Mm. 
So if we think about that, you know, think for instance, you know, we've all been there where the kids are running around crazy, you know, the plumber can't get there till tomorrow, your partner comes in, they're driving you nuts, they're getting on your nerves. So we open a bottle of wine, yeah. you know, and all Quick of a sudden tips. it makes our day at least a little bit better. Right. Doesn't get rid of the solutions. And I know my experiences working in hospitality, I mean, when we have those days where we're having those guests yeah. who are just obnoxious and mm. awful, the end of the day rolls around and, you know, it's like, oh, you want to go grab a beer? Oh, absolutely. Right. Even though we're already mentally fatigued, we're physically exhausted, yeah. we still partake in that. That's mm -hmm. still where we're going to go. Um, this becomes even more dynamic because not only is alcohol kind of the center point, but it's also extremely convenient. <laughs> there is, you know, most restaurants have a liquor license. Mm -hmm. um, grocery stores, there are always a place, even convenience stores have a wine or a beer section. Uh, alcohol is heavily advertised on top of all of these components. And ironically, when I was doing this podcast, when I was coming up with the layout, the research, there was a little advertisement for beer <laughs> while I was looking up <laughs> statistics and facts yeah. about alcohol. Yeah. So it's always kind of around us. Yeah. And even I kind of went back to in my thought process for this, you know, I'm a 90s baby. So the American Pie era was mm. huge. You know, it was alcohol is in films. It's it's in everyday culture that yeah. we go through, even music. That's another really yeah. big one. Mm -hmm. So you just see how all of these components, right. because you can go from popping bottles in the club to you know being as smooth as Tennessee whiskey, mm -hmm. and that's where that glorification kind of comes yeah. into play. And what we might not understand is the psychology behind it is huge on the fact that it really impacts your mind. And it's one of those things, we are always dealing with this in psychology, we can't physically see something the way that you would if you were in a medical, or if you were in the medical field, you know, if you were looking at a biopsy or if you were looking at something under a microscope, it's much more difficult to see something when it's impacting your mind. Mm. Alcohol is a depressant, which means it slows down the activity in the brain. And ironically, that's what a lot of us are drawn to when it sure. comes to consuming alcohol yeah. because it takes that kind of chaotic parts of our lives and it slows it down. Right. And beyond that, we also know there are the dopamine aspects of it. Mm -hmm. So the dopamine is going to be what kind of facilitates our pleasure and our satisfaction. So by mentioning this information, I'm not condoning the use of alcohol because in fact, I mean, I'm an alcohol user and currently I work as a bartender. So right. I, there are, I mean, I depend on the sales of alcohol mm -hmm. for my lifestyle, my livelihood. So what I am saying is in an effort to reduce the stigma around alcoholism, around alcohol abuse, is to understand how quickly this can happen to somebody and to encourage the compassion for yourself and for others who may be struggling with an addiction or even just with the abuse of it. Um, if a friend or a family member comes to you and they're telling you that they're choosing to abstain from alcohol consumption, whether it's for good, for a month, for a week, for a day, you know, it's not easy to kick this habit. It is extremely difficult. Right. So give them the respect that they had to give themselves to have that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. It's really, really important. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings us into you and your story. Yeah. And I'm really interested to hear what your experience has been like with all of this. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start way back. Um, I started drinking fairly young as a teenager. Um, I think because mostly I... I was I had undiagnosed anxiety mm. as a kid, yeah, and um, I just I had stomach aches all the time. I mean, every day it was a fight to go to school. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I would I would go to school and then I would complain of a stomach ache and I would go to the nurse school nurse and they would send me home and then I got dubbed mm. that uh, my name was Faker Baker because they <laughs> thought I was faking everything right because right. I never had a fever and gotcha. you know other than stomach aches I yeah. was a very healthy active child yeah absolutely so I get into high school and I'm exposed to alcohol because my parents did not drink in our home growing up mm -hmm. and. And um, so, yeah, I found beer, oddly enough. And mm -hmm. for the first time, I felt relaxed. Mm. And I felt okay. Right. And I was like, oh, yes, this is for me. Like, right. It's my new medicine. That's what's going yeah, yeah. to it's what's gonna work. Right. And, it, yeah, it and it, you know, <laughs> I'll say it, quote, worked for a while for me. Right. And... Um, then my parents found out, and mm -hmm. they were, of course, very concerned because even at that point, I was taking things way too far. I was not drinking a beer to chill out. I was, right. you know, drinking six or eight beers as a probably 100-pound, you know, 16-year-old. Right, right, absolutely. Um, so they, we had an intervention, and wow. I had to go to AA. I went to two AA meetings a day as a teenager. Wow. Wow. Do you remember yeah. like how old you were? Yeah, I was like 16. 16. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, That's I. That's powerful. <laughs> I mean, it that kind of puts you in a place where you're really, I mean, how did you, how did you respond to I that? I was not taking it seriously. Okay. Uh, my focus was on getting a car and my parents said, if you stay sober for six months, we'll get you a car. And so I stayed. Yeah, yeah. They got a breathalyzer. Wow. Um, yeah. Used it on me once and. I never saw it again, and I was back drinking within a month, but I was a little more careful this time with right. it, and so I got my car in six months and yeah. Know, yeah. did the thing, you know, things that teenagers do, and they lie. and you Yeah, know. all the things, all the so above. To get what they want, right? Right. <clears throat> so uh, then I got married very young. Uh, I was married at 20, mm -hmm. and uh, my ex-husband didn't he was not a big drinker okay so but I really liked him a lot and mm -hmm. I was like I am not gonna screw this up um, <laughs> yeah and so I've tamed myself for a while and then I got pregnant and did not drink the whole pregnancy and then nursed him and then I had another kid and then right. nursed him uh, right. almost for a full year so there was you know a few years in there that I went alcohol free right you had those breaks yeah yeah and then um I went through a pretty major life change of uh, figuring out that I was gay. Mm -hmm. And um, that was pretty difficult because my family was not supportive. Right. So alcohol re-entered. Re-entered. Yeah. And it went back, ironically, <laughs> to your original. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I called this podcast what brings you in today because there's yeah. always what we call the underlining reason yeah and so it's interesting how it was the same coping mechanism that right. you had when you were a teen yeah and now it's coming reintroduced after a major life event this Correct. is something that happens quite frequently yeah. and it's one of those things that we displace it in our mind as mm -hmm. something oh it's not really you know it's just this is how i'm getting by this is how i'm getting by and it's again it's one of those things kind of like you said you're not just having one right. or two beers right. you're having eight, nine yeah. to completely yeah. numb, to yeah. completely forget. Yeah. And it's, it's that correlation is that's strong. And for sure, the fact that you're aware of it is even stronger though. And yeah. that's something I wanted to just touch on while you were going there, not yeah. to cut you off from no. your story, but it does, it brings it back to that full circle moment of, 
yeah, that's what we use it for. Right. That, that was your medicine then, and it became your medicine later Correct. on down the road. Yeah. And so from there, sorry to cut no, you off. No, not at all. That was great. That was great information. Um, so from there, you know, my life kind of fell apart for a few years while mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out my sexuality and the guilt and shame tied to that because huge, I was raised huge. Southern Baptist and, um, you know, that was not... <laughs> yeah. I could have murdered 50 people and be welcomed home when I apologized, but, right, you know, being right. gay, living in that, quote, sin yeah. um, was just not acceptable. And I Deplorable. still yeah. fully believed in that religion at that time. That's a huge struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Lots so, of back and forth yeah. going on in that mind there. Yeah. I and mean, I just could not reconcile. I was at complete war with myself. Right. And um, it was really, you know, I it was a it was a life or death mm. quote decision for me because mm-hmm. I I hated myself. I was at such war with myself because of the way that I was created. Mm-hmm. But if I, you know, made this choice, I'm in my mind, I'm breaking up my family and, you know, I'm disappointing my parents and I'm going to go to hell most likely. And, you right. know, so all of that stuff. So right. I'm grappling with that. And um, I finally was able to come to peace with that. And that's a whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to ask what transpired that, but no, I, I yeah, understand. It was a it was a long transition for me. It was a right. lot of digging really deep into mm-hmm. theology and um, how we how the Bible was formed. Like we, right. I'm putting my everything into this book. Right. So where did that book come from? It certainly didn't drop out of the sky. So mm-hmm. I went back and dug really deep into that. Mm. And what I found gave me peace. Wow. And wow. I was able to make peace with my God, my higher power, my creator, whatever right. you want to you know, say that. And I, right. I still don't feel like I fully have the right word for that. I mm-hmm. believe that there's something out there, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, so once I made peace with that, um, nothing else really mattered, but I hadn't resolved all my junk from right. before. Right. Right. So the drinking continued and now keep in mind, you know, I'm not completely out of control. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm keeping my stuff together for the most part. I'm, a, yeah. you know, yeah, I, and that's a that's yeah. a great topic to bring up because yes. it is it's definitely one of those things where there are different forms of alcohol abuse and right. there's a difference between, like I said, you know, having a few too many cocktails the night before versus waking up and immediately going for a bottle because that's what brings you comfort. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people kind of struggle with that in between of when do I exactly have a problem or when should I kind of go into this a little bit more. Um, I always think of going back to, you know, a cultural mm-hmm. part of this, but there was, um, if you're familiar with Desperate Housewives, the show, <laughs> yeah. um, there was Brie Vandekamp who struggled with alcoholism. And she, if you don't remember, she portrayed the perfect, pristine housewife. Mm-hmm. She was the, the perfection projection, if mm-hmm. you will. So when she started to struggle, she was hiding it, but she wasn't fully aware of it. So it wasn't until Lynette went and found all of her bottles in her trash and laid them out for her the next morning that she had this kind of awakening of, oh, wow, this is something. And a lot of times, and especially kind of with what you're describing, highly functioning 
Absolutely. is definitely yeah. something. And more often than not, it happens yes. within highly functioning individuals, right. which is exactly what I would, I would say you, abs- yeah. you, yeah, you project. Definitely. I mean, you are For a sure. very driven individual. Yeah. You've had a lot of successes mm-hmm. and pretty much, I would assume a lot of the ventures that you've, mm-hmm. you've gone yeah. for. Yeah. So that does happen. And that's, and that's one of those things where the fine line really comes into play. Yes. It's subjective for everybody. The way that alcohol affects us, the way that it changes even the chemicals in our, our brain as it as it hits us, what's yeah. going on with it, because it's the same way you and I probably wouldn't have the same hangover, right. you know? So the way the alcohol impacts you is going to be completely different. So it's really hard to kind of pinpoint, oh, you know, it's exactly this, it's exactly it's, that. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest takeaway is being, and I'm going to bring this back a million times in this podcast, mm-hmm. but it's always going back to self-awareness. Yeah. Um, no matter what, because in its simplest form, for people who aren't aware really of what that is, self-awareness is the ability to focus on yourself, and it's how your thoughts, your actions, and your emotions do or do not align with what your internal standards are. So if you're telling yourself that voice inside your head saying, hey, maybe we've had a little bit too much tonight (laughs) or this week, maybe I should take some time off, yet you don't follow your own standards of what you just said, well, then honestly, that kind of comes back around and you're sitting in that place where you're like, wait a second, now I'm not even listening to myself. So that might be a time where, hey, maybe this is something that really needs to be addressed. Because in that same way too, when you do come to that moment of realizing it, it's not promoting you or categorizing you into a place where because you can't do it on your own, you're not good enough. Mm. And that's where a lot of us struggle with that. Because unfortunately, we associate asking for help with vulnerability, mm-hmm. weakness, and being less desirable. Yeah. And really, all it is, it's a way of saying, hey, this is hard. It's okay that it's hard. And I'm going to use some resources to get things back on track. Yeah. But we just, we demoralize it to a point. And in my opinion, in my opinion, as a human and as a future mental health provider, I don't see it as weakness at all to ask for no, help. Not at all. It's actually quite the opposite. It's bravery. And it's, it's, it's conditioning, really. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're really focusing on yourself because if you don't have yourself, what do you really have? I exactly. mean, you don't have a lot of different avenues you can yeah. take. So the fact that you got there, yeah. even as somebody who you would, I would, I would, we don't want to categorize, but I would sure. put you in that, yeah. that level of yeah. no highly functioning. So Definitely. yeah, you still get your, you get your shit done. Yeah, right. You make sure that your yeah. kids are taken care yeah, of, bills all are of paid it. and looking good, right. and, you know, like, right exercising, working out, right. you know, f- pretty fit. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm sure my liver wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> right. wasn't so If we fit. could go back and have like a, you know, one of those, yeah, like the a blood full free. x-ray, yeah, 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 just yeah. see everything. Yeah. It probably wouldn't be right. where you'd want it to be. Yeah. So, so when did you come to this actual, this real, I want to call it the real realization. Yeah. Like, so I think I have always, known this entire time uh, that I really shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother died of alcoholism. Gotcha. Um, and for that reason, my mom didn't drink at all and my dad right. didn't drink. Um, and so I, there was that aspect of, you know, genetics. Mm-hmm. Then it was my uh, behaviors in, you know, high school and, yeah. and things. And, you know, I learned a lot going to those AA meetings. I right. knew better. Right. Um, but I just, I think at the end, um, it really just came down to a, almost a habit 
mm-hmm. more than an addiction. Like right. first, now I'm not saying that I'm not addicted because I clearly yeah. was. But like we were talking about in the beginning, my wife and I, we had wrapped every single thing that we do around alcohol. Right. We had told ourselves that this is how we connect at night after work. Right, right, absolutely. We go, we have a nice dinner, we have a nice glass of wine. Yes. You know, and we just blabber all night and work, quote, connecting. Right. But can we remember the next day what we connected on? Exactly. No, we weren't. Right. Um, You know, like you said, we we enjoy entertaining. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I started thinking about all of those people that, you know, we have in and out of our home. And did we really connect? Right. No. Right. We were drinking. We were numbing. With you. Yeah. You know, yeah. a couple times you were Oh, over, absolutely. We didn't get to know each other on right. a deeper level. That's very true. We were drinking. Yeah. And you almost go into that where you, you almost follow emotion. You know, if you really think about it, like, especially... If you had, you know, consider like a party where you don't know very many people, you kind of facilitate quickly to, Uh oh, where's the alcohol? You know, because we might have this internal struggle of being able to connect to people or we might be uncomfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know that's what I do when I'm in a situation. I'll go over there and, you know, maybe one or two glasses of wine. Oh, now I can talk to people, (laughs) you know, but to be completely honest, I mean, if I go back between you and I to that first party at your home. Yeah. I don't know if I could say I could remember exactly who I met. I right. definitely couldn't tell you their names yeah. or I maybe could picture their faces, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe something that happened. Yeah. Um, but not anything, like you said, that is on that connection level. Yeah. So, so all of that was going on. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the other thing that I really started to notice in the last year or two was m- honestly my brain function. Wow. And, like the fog that yeah. was over me and simple tasks that I used to be able to just crank out. I, I was noticing like, Oh my gosh, I'm having to like mentally walk myself and talk myself through mm-hmm. this because my brain is not keeping up. Right. What in the hell is going, is going on? on? Yeah. And so I was praying that it wasn't old age, you know, but <laughs> so, um, and I was fairly convinced that, Hey, maybe alcohol is right. playing a role in this. Mm-hmm. So I think it had been maybe a year or two that I said to myself, all right, not, I'm going to not drink mm-hmm. hard liquor anymore. Oh, okay. 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 So that was my first, that was I'm your put first that step. aside. Right. I'm, and I'm a, big time beer drinker. So mm-hmm. that was not, you know, Oh, I still have my beer. Yeah. That wasn't going to go no. away. Um, so, but then again, it, it came back to that, that mental stuff. And I, I would just get frustrated at work. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. it didn't really matter so much anywhere else, but I would get so frustrated at work when mm-hmm. I couldn't remember things or I forgot to do something. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I got pissed. Right. I was pissed right. at myself. Well, there's that drivenness yeah. that's coming yeah. out, and it's stopping you from being driven. Yeah. Well, what's happening? Yeah. What's the, what's the hurdle? Yeah. What's keeping me from staying on track? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you found the answer. So that was it. And right. I literally was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I told my wife, I was like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And, you know, that was also a big step because she was drinking just as much, if not more. Right. 
than I was. Right. And, you know, an element, I was afraid for her drinking, too. Right. And I knew that if I didn't make a move, she wasn't going to make a move. Yeah, for sure. Either. And she's right. got it in her family, mm-hmm. alcohol. I mean, her brother just passed away a year ago, almost to the date. Um. At f- I think he was 43. Yeah. Yeah. Of alcoholism. Right. So her dad passed away from it. So, I mean, we, neither one of us have really any business messing with it. Right. And I think we were, you know, rolling the dice and took our chances for way too long. So right. she quit a week after I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I'm like five weeks in at this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And it was relatively easy the first two weeks. Mm-hmm. We actually did go to a couple AA meetings. Okay. Um, wasn't a good fit for us, but right. I, I'm, I'm, I like the 12 steps. I'm not a big fan of the meetings. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so well, we kind of did our own stuff. Yeah. Well, I want to make a note of that too, because yeah. it is important that, you know, a lot of people think too, especially whether it's mental health in general or like with what your specific struggle would be. Mm-hmm. If you go to a meeting or if you go to a counselor and the fit is not right, yeah. it's the same thing as a doctor. Right. You might go to a doctor and not like the way that they're doing things or their procedures or even if it's their attitude, yeah. I mean, you need to find that fit that works for you. That is yes. very important. And, yeah. and also, looking. and yeah, you yeah. don't, you don't give up just because yeah. the first or the second one didn't work out. You always just, you're fighting for yourself essentially the same way. I mean, if you were going into a lawyer's office, you sure. really want them to represent you the Absolutely. best way that they possibly can. So that's just an important note. I'm proud of you for doing that. I'm also okay. proud of you for your sobriety as well as for your wife, just as a heads up. <laughs> I you. wanted to throw that in there because <laughs> I know it's you. not easy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just that's such a good point. That's such a good thing to bring up. And just to anybody who's listening who's like, oh, I've gone to AA before, you know, it wasn't my thing. Well, try going to another one or get what you need from it. Yeah. If you don't or if you do like the 12 step program yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. Better. You can totally work on that. You can do those, you know, and you can get the support in other ways, too. Correct. And I'll tell you, um, we completely changed our social media feeds. Smart. And so everything that we saw, every every podcast that we listened to, Mm -hmm. everything is sobriety related. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that was a big thing for both of us Mm -hmm. to get that support. We both got the I Am Sober app. Yep. And it tracks Tracking. everything. Smart. Dollars, calories, oh, wow. time. Wow. It gives you, yeah, you check in, you know, twice a day. It just takes a couple seconds. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you, can, you can personalize it and you can see those reasons why. You, you know, you set it up in the beginning. Why are you wanting to be sober? Right. You write down all and of it your reasons. You it reminds you. you it reminds you. Look at those. You can add to that. Smart. I don't own the I Am Sober app. I just yeah. really do. <laughs> <laughs> a really big fan. Yeah, yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely working for us. Um, but, I, yeah, after – so the two weeks was, like, no problem, mm-hmm. you know. And then that fog yeah. lifted gotcha. off of my brain. Gotcha. And I was quickly reminded why I drank. Um, all of those feelings okay. came to the surface. Okay. So I definitely had some, a couple tough days. And for me, it wasn't like a craving. Like, I'm not like, oh gosh, I'm craving a drink. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like that. It was, I'm craving to be numbed out. I just like, I'm thinking too much. I'm feeling too much. It's just too much. And that's not what I want to deal with. No, and I haven't felt this way in literally close to 20 years. I'm going to go. Because the numbing continued. Yes. And I just stabbed that numbing. So, so what did you do in that? Like what? 
kept you? So literally, um, I started writing. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, That's a great outlet. Yeah. Yeah. And I just like immersed myself in sobriety podcasts okay. and, you know, just I, diving deeper. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have to, you have to do something, <coughs> you know, when, I mean, in, it's good that you're writing too, because you're writing about the feelings you're putting them out. There's a lot of power in putting what's in your mind on paper. Yeah. And it's always one of those things you go into counseling. It's like, Oh, if you, do you journal? And like, right. Oh God, I'm not going to yeah. journal. You know, like people <laughs> right. are never really a big fan of it. Yeah. I actually found for me, my thoughts work a lot quicker than what my hand can write. Yeah. So I just started typing on my computer I do the same. when I first yeah. started. And all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh my God, that's a 10 page paper. Exactly. Like, how did I just do that? Yeah. And you do feel better. Yeah. And you know, especially with journaling too, with, especially with like alcohol abuse, you can go back and people don't realize that journaling, yes, yes. it is writing, but it's also documenting. It's a timeline. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can go back and you can see, oh my God, yeah. look at that progress. Remember when I did feel that way and now I don't feel Correct. this way? And yeah. then you can physically see yeah. everything that you have done in between. Yes. And it just, it should give you this prideful Definitely. moment. And, and inspiration to yeah. continue yeah. your your progress. And I think one of the last things I want to say, you know, speaking about my my sobriety very short <laughs> journey because I know I'm just getting started is you know, prior to this, I had gone several pretty deep rounds of therapy mm -hmm. in my adult life. Mm -hmm. Um and so I had the tools right already established right. and I think that's why I it's been relatively easy for me to do this gotcha had this been you know happened when i was 20 and had no therapy and had done no work on myself mm -hmm. i can assure you it would not be this easy and right. i think that's one of the things that kind of turned me off about the aa meetings um not that i am certainly not better than anyone in that room right. but i do feel like i had done more work right exactly i had dug deeper i know myself right and i i was not starting you know from scratch exactly exactly and i think for me i just kept feeding myself the lie of this is a part of my personality right this is you know i'm a beer drinker and right I, and i'm a drinker and i drink right. and i'm fun and you that's know that's a good point yeah because yeah. you think about i mean it, it becomes Exactly. Yeah. Part of your person. It becomes one of those things that's, oh, yeah, well, I'm I'm the craft beer drinker. Yes. I hang out at the breweries. Right. I mean, it's such <laughs> yeah. a big part of culture, I mean, yeah. essentially. And that will get into a whole nother. There will yeah. be an episode, I'm hoping, at some point on right. social media, just yeah. because you can go into how not only are you projecting it there, but then you're projecting it into what you're posting. Yes, And correct. what you're sharing, that part yes. of yourself with people. And so you're taking that away from you. Yeah. Essentially. So that's yeah. another one of the struggles that comes up. Yeah. So and I think when I stopped selling myself on that lie, mm. I think that was a major turning point for right. me. Absolutely. I can change that story. You redefined Christina. Exactly. Yeah. I can reframe me. I mm -hmm. can say, no, I'm sober. I'm clear. This right. is, you know, who I need right. to be. I'm trying to build this business of the collab to bring people together and cultivate relationships. Right. How can I do that when I'm in a fog. Right. I cannot. Yeah. You're just not, you're I not going to be able I'm to do it. I'm not my best self. So what has the best part been about, I mean, I'm, oh, I know man. it's probably online with that, but what, when did you just have that moment of like, wow, I just, I know you said it was the two week mark, the yeah. fog came up, but yeah, I think just feeling good, um, physically, mm -hmm. uh, being able to connect with people now mm -hmm. and remember conversations is huge to me. I am right. a natural cultivator. Yeah. 
And, you know, the frustration that came with not being able to remember, you know, if you came to me and were like, hey, my, my sister's sick or something's right, going on. And right. I didn't remember that. And right. you were like, hey, thanks for checking in on me. You yeah, know right, mean? right. Like, yeah. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I need to, to be able to do that. Yeah. That's who I am. That's awesome. Alcohol is not who I am. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. That's profound. I mean, that's all. I'm so happy that you have Thank you. that moment. I mean, yeah. you know, and that is that's huge. And it's. You bring up so many awesome points that we're we're discussing with this because with one, you know, just working for what works for you, yeah. redefining yourself yes. is extremely powerful yeah. and knowing that there is support. There is Absolutely. support everywhere. I mean, I know you said your wife is doing this with you too. Yeah. So that's a great, Huge. I mean, has that helped oh your guys' gosh. relationship? Yes. I mean, I'm assuming it's just because, yeah. you know, you do think about it because when you had said that it brought something up where it was. You know, if you begin your relationship with yes. alcohol and then you take alcohol away, right. you know, sometimes, sure. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I went on a yeah. date and I was like, uh, I don't know if he remembers a lot of like what we just <laughs> yes. discussed. Like, yeah. I yeah. did. I don't know if he did, yeah. but you know, um, but it is, it's one of those things, especially when you carry it on into a long-term relationship and right. marriage. So what have you noticed with that? Yeah. So definitely just deeper connection um, and just a general happiness. Oh, I mean, that's awesome. You know, we knew each other in middle school and we, we were just, we were best friends then and we just laughed, you mm -hmm. know, until mm -hmm. it, she was that friend for me. We just Aww. laughed and laughed and laughed. And uh, so when we got together as adults, um, it, it was the same way. It was like we were two seventh graders again, yeah. you know, just yeah. goofy and laughing. And I think what has brought that. Ha not having alcohol has brought right. that back. Like sometimes I look wow. at her and I see her smile and I'm like, Aww. I have not seen that spark in that smile right. in her. And we have not like joked and kidded like right. we are now. Right. And yeah. Right. So and if you were having that, like you said, when you opened the bottle of wine, you wouldn't remember it the next day. Exactly. We're right. checking in on each other more. You know, when she knows I've got a podcast or, you know, she's got a big sales meeting or something. Yeah. We're, you know, we're more in tune with that because we can remember. Right. Exactly. Um, we're walking together more. And, right. You know, just encouraging each other to work, you know, get our workouts in so right. we can feel healthy. And right. you know, it's just, it's all, or I cannot tell you one negative. negative. I really cannot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because with what you're saying, you know, and I want to touch on this because since you're, this is interesting because you're both doing it together. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and I don't want to pull her into it, but yeah. I mean, I would imagine your, your journeys, even though you're doing it together, they're probably, there's separate elements to Definitely. it. So do you find that you can bounce things off? I mean, can you support each other when you have differences that come along? I don't know yeah. if I'm wording that right. Yeah, it's I'm not sure what you mean, but yes, we so can definitely. <laughs> so her her um, her road to sobriety yeah. is different from yours. Yeah. So would you say that your struggles are different when yes. you have those? Yeah. I, I, yes, the, our struggles are very much differently. Um, I think hers, I'll, I'll, I'll speak for her and she can smack me around later. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just kidding. Uh she lost her brother almost a year to the day, like I said, and they were very close. And mm -hmm. I watched, oddly enough, her alcohol consumption over the last year just exponentially. Grief. Yeah. yeah. And she, so I think hers is more out of, you know, sadness and grief mm -hmm. at this mm -hmm. stage. Mm -hmm. Mine is just a general numbing and I just want to have fun all the time. Yeah. Like, and right. that for me, right. I had equated fun for so long with, with alcohol, alcohol that, you know, so... 
yeah, our, our journeys are very different. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's a good thing to know. And it's just, it's bringing back that subjectivity that mm -hmm. no matter who you are, if you're trying this, and again, this goes back to whether you're trying to maintain a sober lifestyle, mm -hmm. whether you're just trying to cut back right. or cut out, it's going to be different for each and every yes. person. And that is why the resources are important. That's why therapy is important. Yes. That's why the, the meetings are important right. or the 12 steps are, yes. imp are important. Right. There's always going to be some element of making it work for you. Yeah. This is not something that you can Google and just simply have no. some answers thrown at. You might find resources, don't get sure. me wrong. Yeah. There are always outlets, especially online. Um, but you know, you're not gonna get a generic, it's not like a recipe. You're not gonna be able to do things exactly the way that it's called and expect the exact results. It's not gonna so, fit you. Yeah. yeah. You and may get you may note. pull a few nuggets out of there, certainly, but if you have not done work on yourself, mm -hmm. you are not gonna be successful unless you have somebody with you guiding. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know this is probably kind of a weird question, okay. but we did bring it up. And can you have fun without alcohol? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. that's one of the things and like we had talked right at the beginning. Yeah. How oh well are you gonna do gummies? Are you gonna do this? Are you gonna do <laughs> right. what's gonna make up for yeah. what you're not doing? Right, so, exactly. So one of the things that I was pretty adamant about in the beginning is getting all the firsts out of the way. Okay. Very okay. early. You okay. Know, some people might wait on things that were big time, you know, alcohol consumption events, but I was like, uh uh, where I'm right. jumping right in. Like, right. There was no I'm gonna wait until no. Monday no. because it's nope. this. We're doing this, we're doing this. So we went to a a concert. Okay. We got out on our jet ski, did the boating thing for the day. Right. We went camping, which is right. like drunk Always, fest. right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All of these things yeah. are alcohol induced. So, so we did, you know, we went out to dinners with friends okay. again. Okay. You know, major drinking event. Right. Um, trying to think of other things that we did, but those are off the top of my head. That right, we your just first. knocked out, and we were like, we're going to do this. And right. guess what? They were all really fun. And yeah, and guess you still what had too? a good time. Yeah, we had a great time, and we woke up the next day, and our heads weren't hurting. Right, and you could still talk about how yeah. much fun you had the exactly. day before. So how have others responded to this? I mean, everybody has been very positive. Mm -hmm. There's no... <laughs> No doubt about it. Nobody, we have not seen friends drop off. Right. Um, I well, think and that's, if you do, yeah. there might be a reason for sure. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it, I mean, really think about what a friend is supposed to be. Yes. Whether it's your couple friends or yeah. it's, your, I mean, support. So yeah. if you're going through it mm -hmm. and they can't get behind it, I yeah. mean. Yeah, right. And everybody has been very respectful, like the friends Good. that we've gone out to dinner with, you mm -hmm. know, they know and they're like, hey, do you mind if we have a drink? And right. we're like, thank you for asking. That was yeah. very thoughtful, but no, we don't care. We're right. fine. You know? Right, right. We're doing this for our own reasons. Yeah. You know, that yeah. has nothing to do with mm -hmm. with what you're doing or, you know, so right. that's But that's everybody awesome. has asked. Um, I just can't, I can't think of anybody. I mean, everybody's just been been really great about it awesome well i'm glad so, to hear that and yeah. it is you know that was one of the things it's one of the tips for kind of staying mm -hmm. on the sober lifestyle path is you might have to sever yes. some relationships right. and a lot of times those might be part of your underlining issue too mm -hmm. of what is supporting this lifestyle what doesn't work for this lifestyle and i love how you've brought up that point of just remembering experiencing life yes. but in a different way it doesn't yes. mean you're not going to get those experiences Correct. it doesn't mean it's not because i'm going back i just recently celebrated my graduation mm. um went to savannah and i can oh, tell yeah. you i was i and again it goes back to it was a celebration an accomplishment i was with family mm -hmm. and i don't 
really remember a whole whole lot about it because it was just wake up mimosa yeah lunch beer and then you know you go out for the night and right that was just kind of part of oh because it's celebrating it's okay yes. to do this but you do bring that up and now i'm like wow <laughs> that trip was really quick and <laughs> spent a lot of money yeah also don't really remember that so yeah. you know it's just all yeah. of these things kind of come back together so yeah. I really love that approach. Mm -hmm. That's such a positive approach to put out to others too, mm -hmm. because you never know, you know, and a lot of times we do, we build up these situations in our head where we automatically assume what the event's going to be like, Correct. you know, we, we, oh, well, it's going to suck because I'm not going to be drunk. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to have fun, yeah. but that's not the case. And no. you're telling people, no, I mean, I'm telling yeah. you, it's quite the opposite. You can enjoy what you're yes. doing appreciate it more and kind of live it up to an right. extent but just and there's little quirky benefits too okay. like you're not standing in line no. you know at the <laughs> right. concert paying fifteen dollars for a beer or like the, or line the, for bathroom. the bathroom yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no more of that you don't have yeah. to worry about driving home or right. paying for an or uber. uber oh man i mean little stuff like that that yeah you know how yeah how about the good things? Up, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And it is funny because I'm, I'm just going to say this as like a little personal thing, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like with, um, you know, I, I do work in hospitality. Yeah. So I know one of the things like I'm thinking in my own head, I'm like, if I totally cut out alcohol, like I love a good bottle of wine sure. for dinner. Honestly, half the time we just make up what we're saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> Secret yeah. Out. Oh, just the secret is out. Yeah. It's like, Oh, what wine would go with this? You just pretty much make yeah. up yeah. whatever you can come up with yeah. off the top of your head. That's hilarious. So whether or not it actually goes with the food, yeah. probably just you're making that up yeah. anyway. So now yeah. I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, Oh, maybe I wouldn't have to do that. Yeah. And I'll much. tell you this, this may be a little controversial and you, if you need to edit it out, <laughs> oh, feel no. free, but I'll tell you one thing that's helped me is the NA beers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have any reason to Because, uh, it, it, I, I, you know, all the online things that I follow, there's there's mm. quite a bit of hubbub around it. Some people yeah. are like, that's, you know, it's great. Some people are like, that's a trigger. Right. For me, because, like I mentioned before, it's so habitual. Like, I, I would start right. the grill, crack yes. open a oh, beer. A one, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Th come home from work, whatever it is, whatever that trigger is. And those NA beers have have really come in well, good. very and, and, handy. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I mean, yeah. there are even, I know I've talked to people who are going through sobriety and mm -hmm. they will still partake in, yeah. you know, uh, the gummies, yeah, uh, right. medical marijuana, yeah. whatever it mm -hmm. might be. Um, and some people, you know, too, like if you have an issue with alcoholism, if you do have to have a pain prescription at some right. point, it's, it, you know, it's very different depending yeah. on what the substance is. Sure. Uh, from a mental health standpoint, mm -hmm. I would just go back to the subjectivity. Whatever works for you yeah. works for you. Yeah. Um, and again, not to make it controversial or anything. Right. I just, you know, it. I really do think, I mean, even to that point, I don't necessarily, I'd have to, I, I would want to research that. Now it's got my brain, yeah. I'm like, I wonder how that would actually work. But I, I really, I don't think that there yeah. should be too much. And if that's, again, if it works, if it works for you, it right. works for you. Right. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not putting down like eight of them. Right. You know it's what just I mean? kind I'm of a little like one. It gets that habit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> out of the way. Kind of just makes up. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. And then you yeah. just keep going. You know. So or, that's, that's and I think too, me. it kind of comes down to like you said, like firing up the grill and yeah. having a beer. I mean, even holding it in your hand exactly. is a big thing. Exactly. And having that, and you know, I mean, there are 
hey, if it's a resource, it's a resource, right. and you know it's there. And again, if it does, if I would say, pay attention to what's in your what's in your mind. That we always right. talk about the narrative, your inside sure. voice. Yeah. You know, if you are having that, you're like, oh, well, I've already gone this far. Maybe I should get a beer. Well, no. Then <laughs> right. you know what? That doesn't work for you. <laughs> right. That's that yeah. subjectivity. Like, yeah. no. So your personality, don't just don't just yeah. don't just you know. Maybe we should cut those out. Yeah. But yeah. if it's just giving you that little like, yeah. hey, you know what? Now I feel like I can keep going. Or, right. Or, or that's not even it's the right not way of saying it. it. It's no. just that habit. I can't even explain it. Yeah. It's just yeah. the habit, and it doesn't do any. It, I'm obviously I'm not getting a buzz from it. So right, it's not right, doing right, that. right, right, right. It's the habit. And it, yeah, and even it's just, just habit. that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah. Well, again, I am so proud of you. I want to give another big thank you to Christina for being here today, for your bravery, your insight, and for your strength. I have enjoyed our discussions, and I wish you all the positivity I can going forward with your journey. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having me. No, my, my absolute pleasure. <laughs> I also want to thank CoLab Studios for their help, their resources, and their staff. And as always, I want to thank each and every listener for tuning in today. My name is Bradley Wink, and this has been an episode of What Brings You In Today. As always, if you or anyone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, you can call or text 988, or you can go to 988lifeline.org. Someone will be there to help you. Thank you again, and have a wonderful rest of your day.